Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday. The league meetings most likely wrapping up later this afternoon. Uh, reporters spoke with head coach Matt LaFleur at the NFC Coaches Breakfast uh, down there in Florida. Not a ton of headlines, as you might expect. No real secrets revealed, but uh, Matt did acknowledge uh, the wide receiver group in flux, definitely in need of some speed, perhaps someone who can take the top off a of defense, threaten vertically, etc. cetera. Um, well, one note I really appreciated was um, LaFleur talking about David Bakhtiari looking good at his wedding and dancing and said he's really anxious to see him at OTAs. So hopefully David is able to hit the ground running, so to speak, when the offseason program begins in a few weeks. Good morning to everybody in the comments section. Good to see everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Dale, good morning from New York City. I hope London is treating you well, sir. Jason, hello from Wisconsin. Hello from New York. How are you? Pogs is here. What's up? Dennis, of course, always here. Robin, hello, Robin. Hope things are well across the pond. Uh, hope you and the little one and the missus are doing well. Pierre, Pierre, what's up, man? How are you? Robin, uh, hey, Nags, I think the Cheesehead folks think you're slow walking the selection of this puppy for Olive. Uh, they can think whatever they want. I don't care what they think. How's that? Cool? Cool. Awesome. Hello from Milwaukee. What's up, Gary? How are you doing? Brandy's here. Hello, Brandy. Hope you're doing well. Uh, how do you feel this wide receiver class stacks up to past years? I feel like this is a weaker one. Probably in the public eye, but you never really know. You know, I, I, I understand that there have been a lot of wide receivers that have come into the league in the last two or three years who have been maybe instantly productive, but have really kind of shown that they belong, etc., there's certainly been a lot of talent on display the last couple draft classes, but just because this one doesn't quote unquote measure up maybe in the same way, as far as explosiveness doesn't necessarily mean that they won't come into the league and be as productive. Um, the league is set up in such a way right now that you know, offensively, every advantage goes to the, that side of the ball. If you are in a semi-competent offensive system with a decent NFL quarterback, you're probably going to be productive. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the defenses are adjusting somewhat and they are limiting explosive plays and a lot of cloud, a lot of too high, et cetera. But man, if if you come out of a pro, especially a bigger program in college, throws the ball a lot, which most do now, man, you, you're probably going to hit the ground running in some capacity. Now, you know, like as you intimate, the past couple of classes have been kind of you know, wells of talent. But again, I don't, to dismiss what's on offer this season in any way, shape, or form. Ed, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Non-Packers, so you might want to ignore, what's your take on Vinny Testaverde, non-Super Bowl player debate for Hall of Fame? I have a real, I don't know, I I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. I understand why he might get spoken about in that way. I'm always going to think, what if, right? I mean, when he went down with that Achilles injury, um, really early in the season. Everything changed after that. He was never the same player. Uh, I think he was set to have a monster year that year. I don't think, guess we'll never really know, you know, but I, as his body of work stands, I probably wouldn't put him in the hall, but that's just me. I'm a nobody. Josh, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Let's get this day started right. Here's 20 bucks to celebrate Gary leading the league in sacks this year. There we go. There we go. Hey, that's not an unrealistic goal. I mean, you have to think they have work to do at the outside backer spot to provide depth and or at least make sure that offenses aren't completely keying 
on Gary. And I am interested to see how much more they or how they continue to move Kenny Clark around so that defenses have to kind of pick their poison, so to speak, when it comes to doubles and slide protection, etc. But yeah, Rashawn, sky's the limit, man. I'm for it. Let's do it. Pack Dat, thank you for the super chat. Morning. With the amount of movement this offseason, do you see the owners rethinking the use of the franchise tag or some other way to better retain top talent? I doubt it. I mean, they have uh, done, you know, a lot of what can be done, especially in, within the confines of the CBA. You know, they're never, most likely, never going to have to get rid of the franchise tag, and that's a big win for them. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't see them pushing back too much. You know, I think at the end of it, I think it's good for the sport. I really do. I mean, I know old timers, traditionalists like myself, we can kind of balk at it. And, oh, in my day, this, you know, the team stayed together, et cetera. But it's always been headed this way with free agency. Maybe it took a little longer than we expected. But I don't I think most of the owners are pragmatic, especially when it comes to, you know, the excitement, the fan interest. There's certainly not it's not going to hurt them at the you know ticket gate. It's not going to hurt them when it comes to people engaging through the media. So I, I doubt there'll, there'll be much pushback on that. But that is an interesting question. Cameron, thank you for the super chat. The more I see Traylon Burks, the more I want to see him in Matt LaFleur's offense. I could see him in a Debo Samuel type role here. I'm all for that, baby. Um, I, I try not, you guys know, I try not to get too excited about um, any particular player i do have my draft crushes etc as i start to kind of look at more and more prospects but man it's the problem and i guess maybe it's with age i just i have a hard time getting too hyped up about any dude who then will undoubtedly more likely than not end up on another team you know and it's fine it's like great he's gonna go have a good career that's wonderful but until they're in the green and gold i don't really care man but that's not to say that that isn't a really exciting prospect because it absolutely is. And I would love to see it, but it's hard to get excited about it. I just like, it's like teasing yourself. And some people like that, I guess. Randy, if given a decade, do you think Campbell could produce John Anderson type numbers or is this game way too different now? Well, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think there's not much he couldn't do. Let's put it that way. Don't fall in love with a player. Couldn't agree more. Anyone else hyped to see more Jamal Williams on Hard Knocks? How fun will that be? I mean, Hard Knocks is milk toast at this point. You don't really ever get much of anything when it comes to actual drama or uh, news. But when you get a character like Jamal Williams, that will make it entertaining. I really am excited. And, of course, TBLS, the true goat, will be featured as well. Hector asks, are we signing any other free agents? Well, not right now. At the moment, um, the Packers have, you know, quote unquote, a bunch of cap space, but a lot of that is kind of spoken for. Um, if you, James Reynolds bro just broke it down on cheeseheadtv.com last night uh, or later in the day yesterday. Make sure you check that out. Um, they got to save some to sign their draft picks, although they won't execute all 11 picks. Um, but, you know, they're, they're they're pretty tight up against the cap. I think they've got to make a move or two to give themselves some flexibility before making any other outside moves. Or and or if they do, if you see a headline like the Packers trade for somebody or the Packers sign a free agent, they will most likely have to make some kind of corresponding move. Now, whether that's an extension, a contract adjustment, or even a straight up cut, 
all those are possibilities, but they'll have to do something because they are pretty type up, tied up against it. Sorry, guys. Got people texting me. Ken Dog Sports, what's up, man? Jeff Ness, you're late today. Just don't let it happen again, man. One more time. You're out of here. I'm totally kidding, of course. How does signing an extension save money? Good question, Ben. More often than not, and this is what happened with Aaron Rodgers, what they do is they, and this happened with David Bakhtiari, it happened with Kenny Clark. When you sign that extension, oftentimes, more often than not, the initial cap hits will be depressed and will be brought down. Aaron Rodgers, when he signed his latest extension, brought his cap hit down by $18 million, just over $18 million. Um, A couple guys they could look to to extend. um, Same thing happened with Preston Smith just this offseason. A couple other guys they could look to extend are Jair Alexander, which we know they've been talking, um, and Adrian Amos. Um, You know, there, there are maybe a couple other places they could look, but those are the two kind of obvious places, obvious guys they could approach. Um, and utilize an extension to bring their cap numbers down, which would give you more immediate cap space. So that's usually how that works. Uh, Big Daddy Cool Breeze is here. What's up? Will the Packers' right side of the offensive line come strictly from the draft or see anyone on the roster step up, assuming Runyon is a left guard to start the season until Jenkins is back? It's a good question, Ethan. Um, I would suspect they will put Yash out there to begin. Um, and then when Jenkins comes back, it'll be interesting to see how they approach it because Yash is only a tackle while Jenkins can play all five spots and maybe they see him as the right tackle of the future and they want to slide him out there. But, you know, for the opening day, you got to think Jenkins won't be there for a while. And I would suspect, yeah, they'll most likely put Yash out there at right tackle. Now the draft could come along and change those plans. Um, Maybe they look at some of the guys who have tackle experience that they've already drafted. But right now, sitting here as we as the roster is constituted in late March, I would suspect Yash would be your starter at right tackle. Now, they could still re-sign Dennis Kelly. I think that's still a possibility. Um, a couple other moves could be made between now and you know training camp. So th- there's a long way to go, but I do not. I wouldn't question the ability for Yash to slide out there and play right tackle. I know he hasn't in the NFL. He's been strictly on the left side, but he did play right tackle in college. So um, I would suspect that would be the route they would go. But again, a lot of ball game left this off season. <laughs> Brandy. So does LaFleur practice not directly answering questions at pressers or does it come natural? Uh, I think a bit of both. There's no doubt that both he and Brian Gutekunst do get media training. Uh, the Packers PR group does a phenomenal job of kind of giving them bullet points, things that they expect to be asked during any particular media session. So they know a kind of a route to travel. But every guy who has aspirations of being a head coach in the league has got to practice that stuff. You know, you're going to have microphones in your face more often than not. You've got to be able to say things and give the media something without saying a whole lot, giving them much of substance, et cetera. I will say the funniest part to me from Matt today was when he was talking about hiring Basaccia and he said he talked to Will Compton and Compton said, oh, and can I say the P word? Matt LaFleur, head coach of an NFL football team, wondering if he can say the word prick into a microphone. I just, it's too funny to me. Marshall, thanks for the super chat. Chances the Packers finally draft an O-lineman from Wisconsin. 
didn't they do that like literally last year? Come on, Marshall. Join us in the year 2022 of our Lord. Jeff, thanks for the super chat. How do you gauge the QB situation? Do you think they are still sold on love? Draft one, maybe? I would doubt they would draft one, at least especially specifically not early, but maybe they draft one on day three. Possibility, but I think they are they feel pretty good about their quarterback spot. You know, they re-signed Rodgers. Um, they've got Jordan Love under contract for a few more years. And don't forget Kurt Benkert, who looked damn good in preseason last year. Bring him back in, give him another summer in camp, get him uh, more reps, etc. I think they're pretty set, but you never really know. If there's a quarterback they absolutely love, maybe a project, you know, you need at least four arms in camp. So uh, that would be my guess right now. Kurt Benkert season, actually. Yes. Also, Tauscher. Uh, well, Eric, but that, the Tauscher was a long time ago. I mean, the question would be, you know, I would assume, like, you know, of recent vintage. But they did draft someone from Wisconsin last year. God's sakes. Does Goody trade up, or does he just use two first and seconds? Well, history would suggest that he will definitely be open to trading up. He has traded up at some point in every single draft. Uh, he's traded up in most of his first rounds. So... Yeah, I think it's a possibility. Now, again, it comes down to, is there a player that he absolutely covets and absolutely loves? And he's the only one who can answer that question, clearly. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say the possibility is a remote one. Sure seems like it's a likely thing more than anything else. And again, with 11 selections, you got a lot of stuff to play with and you got a lot of ammo to move up or down. And like I said, it's surely clear that he is not afraid to do either one of those things. So. Yes, definitely a possibility. Marshall, thanks for the super chat. My apologies. I meant with a premium pick, LOL. No, so you just want to pick a premium pick just on a Wisconsin offensive lineman just because? Come on now. Come on now. John, thanks for the super chat. Got nothing. This just beats my team meeting. Go Pack Go. <laughs> thanks, John. Go Pack Go, indeed. Uh, does the price of a player drop each passing day in free agency? Ben, not necessarily. It can depend on the agent. It can depend on the perceived value of that position. And a lot will happen once off-season programs begin, especially when it gets into um, training camp, because injuries happen, right? And then that really changes um, how teams are operating, what they need, et cetera. And sometimes agents will say, especially if it's a veteran guy who's got tons of years under his belt sometimes agents will just say look look we're just going to hang back and we're just going to wait and eventually someone's going to come calling and that does happen from time to time but you know there are guys who will be anxious if especially if it's a younger player younger client they want to get into camp they want to make sure they're there for the entirety of the offseason program to get familiar with whatever scheme they're entering get familiar with the coaching staff what have you then maybe their perceived value will drop a little bit and the agent may be more willing to kind of, okay, let's take a little less to get you in on, uh, on times, the beginning of the program, et cetera. I'm late, Carl. Just don't let it happen again. I hear Joe Thomas is available. Uh, that'd be fun. I trust Goody drafting picks. I think he's done well. I hear you, Pee Wee Pierre. Um, I, I feel that. I, I think he's shown, much like Ted before him, that he's got 
strong points and you got some weak points, right? Um, he certainly seems to have found the same knack that Ted had when it comes to the offensive line. Now, pass catchers, not so great. I mean, he found MVS, who obviously has now gone on to sign a second contract elsewhere. But other than the outside of that, he hasn't really had Ted's knack. Ted never missed, basically, um, when it came to people catching the football. Uh, Brian's a little more spotty there, you know. But you flip it around, and he's certainly hit on Jair. He's hit on Jenkins. He's hit on A.J. Dillon. So it's not like you can say he's been, you know, horrible or bad or what have you. But especially this season, this offseason in particular, if there was a time for him to kind of step his game up when it comes to catchers of the football, this is the one. <laughs> he's got to replenish that room, and he's probably got to do a decent amount of it in the draft. So, But I'm with you. I think he's done a fine, fine job. I think he's done a really good job overall. You know, Adam, EQ was okay. Yeah, EQ was okay. Just okay. Um. But, you know, he's going to have to do better than okay this draft. Uh, bring back old man Clay Matthews. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> what year is it? Detroit is bereft of Super Bowl trophies, but they get the NFL draft. <laughs> well played, Dennis. Well played. You mean Jair doesn't count as a pass catcher? Not yet, Eric. Not until we see him on the offensive side of the ball. I know Matt has talked a good game about using him on offense in practice, but until I see it, I don't believe it. I don't know. I'm just making that up as I go. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a huge favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go!